All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Frank Delana. Today on the pod, we have our second softball player ever, Gianna Mancha. Say what's up to Bring the Juice Nation real quick. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, Gianna is back from her voyage of college athletics, now on Team Puerto Rico, the national team for Puerto Rico as a softball player. Uh, we had a few bickering in the crowd beforehand on the Bring the Juice set about how good the food is in Puerto Rico. Start with that. Let's give you a softball. Hey? Favorite dish in Puerto Rico? Well, you're going to be really mad because I haven't been to Puerto Rico yet. Oh. But everyone on the Puerto Rican national team says, like, when I do go, like, the food out there is amazing. You just got to be there type of thing. As you have to be there probably. What is, so talk to me about, you know, let's just dive into the Puerto Rico thing. You finished, first of all, you're from Fresno originally, went to Central, went to Boise, went to UCF, had a career there, which what a transition that was. And now you were at the end of your college career and figured, I'm going to keep playing softball. Talk to me about that period of, hey, I'm leaving UCF to pursue my professional career and my national career. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really expect to do it. I remember, I don't remember who we were playing. I think we were in regionals and Coach Bear was like, oh, hey, by the way, um, you're going to be drafted today. And I was like, for what? <laughs> and uh, she was like, for the WPF. And I was like, oh, okay. So what does WPF stand for? Uh, Women's Professional Fast Pitch. Got it. It's a brand new league. Um, there was only two teams in it. So it was our inaugural season mm -hmm. this past season. Um, now we added on two more teams. One's owned by Brandon Phillips now. He's on the Phillies, I think. No, Cincinnati. Okay. Um, so we're getting big. Um, but I didn't know that I was going to go pro at all. I didn't expect to keep going with my career. Right. But Coach Bear was able to, I guess, talk to whoever she needed to talk to. And people came out to watch me. And I didn't even know that they were there. Right. Um, so I guess I just did good when it counted. Right. Um, so this was all when you're at UCF still. Yeah. So you're playing, you're playing in Florida, doing your thing, trying to just freaking play ball. And next thing you know, hey, surprise, you're you're going to be a professional softball player. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I didn't really have any expectations going into it, I think, because it was new. And I was like, I just, I'm glad I am get to keep playing at this right. point. So, um, I mean, by the time when I got there and it was in Florida, so it was only like a 40-minute drive for me mm -hmm. um, when I left. Um, and the amount of people that I met and the relationships that I built were, I mean, they're like my friends for life now. So right. it's awesome to be in that position. And then one of them on my professional team. She's also a pitcher. She was able to get me into the Puerto Rican national team as well because she plays for them. So she okay. was like, you're Puerto Rican, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay, like you're going to come play with us. So I was like, wow. okay. <laughs> how how did you, I mean, like what, how, how, how Puerto Rican do you have to be to be able to play on the Puerto Rican team? Do you have to just say, Oh, I'm Puerto Rican, or do you have to have some sort of like a relative that has citizenship? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you just have to be like one percent or whatever it is. Like, is that easy? Yeah, I don't think it's that. It easy. is. There was a it's girl. That easy. Uh, like, could I BS people and be like, "Yo, I'm one percent Puerto Rican," and I'm on the pre? Is if you that easy? so, if you go and look at the Puerto Rican roster from right. a couple years ago, she played at Florida State. Megan King, a badass pitcher, right. um, did not look Puerto Rican one bit. Yeah. But 
Who's going to tell her she's not? I mean, apparently she was. She she right. was with them the whole time. So, or well, that, or I think you have to like buy some land there. I don't know how it works. <laughs> buy a couple acres. Yeah, buy an acre. You're Puerto Rican. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I just the reason I ask is I for two years in my journey when I was in the bobsled world and going about racing people every day from different countries, there were people that. I had people on both sides kind of of the spectrum where I had, I knew a guy, a quasi Frimpong, who he has been to the Olympics for three different countries. He represents Ghana now in skeleton. He wants, who's originally wanting to represent USA. He represented uh, the Netherlands as well. And he lives in Park City, full time lives in America. Um, but he has, switched around his citizenship, I guess you would call it, mm -hmm. to be able to participate in these in these events, essentially. And I'm talking on like a national level. It's pretty much world championships and Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I, when originally, I was agreeing to this when I came from playing football at Fresno State into this new international sports world where I didn't realize how easy it is. I thought you had to be like, hardcore born in America to be on team USA or vice versa. Hey, I was born in team in, in the United States. I can't go race for Ireland mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, but there is wiggle room around the whole thing. A and lot. I know, I think it might range based off the merit potentially. I don't know, but I think you need like either like dual citizenship. It's really not that hard to get, but, uh, that's crazy. So what's your so so your time on the team Puerto Rico national team so far? Have you played against other countries yet? Like have you learned their national anthem yet? Like how's that going? <laughs> so yeah, that was my uh they were like you need to learn it. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Still don't know yet." Uh -huh. But um we went and played in Guatemala in November. So I was there for 10 days. We played Brazil, USA, Argentina, um, Venezuela, Costa Rica, Cuba. It was crazy. Um, I think that was the biggest eye opener for me at how different international was. How so? Um, I got humbled a little bit. I would say. Really? Absolutely. They're good. Oh, they, well. Well, they are countries. Yes. And they practice with their men's teams. Oh. So it was, I remember Cuba went up I think seven to zero in the first inning on us. And I was like, Were you pitching? No. But I went in and I um I was like, oh my gosh. Like I've never been like afraid of like, I don't know, a ball coming off a bat. To hit but, you in the face. But or something the way like that? that it was coming off the bat was like insane. Something's in that Cuban water. Something was in the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um it's a different breed, definitely. So my friend Taryn, um, she was like, it's completely different. She was like, we all went through it. Like our first like time out with Puerto Rico. It's like, you're kind of like, what the heck? Like, Right. Sink or swim type of thing. Yeah. So um, it's more about, so it's like, you don't hit your spots anymore. You just try to like miss their entire bat completely. Cause wow. yeah. So there's, it's a, there's a legit mindset shift on how you got to play the game. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Completely Have you... Different. So what's what's on the uh, projection moving forward with Team Puerto Rico? Are you 
Are you trying to go to the 2024 Olympics? Is that one of the goals? Yeah. So we have, um, we're going to another tournament in July. It'll be in Spain. Um, I don't remember who's in our bracket, but uh, I know Cuba is right. for sure. Um, and I think Spain also is in our bracket. There's a couple other teams, but like Team USA will be in Ireland, I think. And then another bracket I think is in Brazil, I want to say. Wow. And then next year, well, actually in 24 is when the world championships will be. Right. So we'll have to like wait it out. That same thing is the hardest part is you don't get to see like your team for like ever. And then you all just come together for the tournament and it's like, okay, make it work. Have some chemistry. Yeah. Happen. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, I'm interested on the international sports side of things. Let's, let's start with Puerto Rico itself. Do you get funded for any of this? Is it all self-funded? Do they just cover your travel? How's that work? Um, they cover all of our like expenses to get right. there and to get back. Um, and we do get paid a little bit of money, like when we're there and stuff right. for like a per diem, type thing. yeah, right, stipend. Um, but other than that, that's no, you're not bringing in the big bucks off. No, of right, no, right. No. But that's not really. I mean, national ball or international ball, I guess you'd call it, isn't necessarily for that purpose. You don't, right? You don't get paid to train to go to the Olympics. You got to have sponsors. You got to have people supporting you. A lot of these guys, people don't even understand. They have a job on the side. They have oh, yeah. they have to provide for their family. I mm-hmm. mean, we live in well, you don't. I live in California. Shit ain't cheap out here. Yeah, you know, that's crazy though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. And 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 was it one of your goals not to just to play, continue playing, but like, hey, is it a goal now? I want to be an Olympian. It is a goal now, now that I'm in that position right. it's for it to sights. happen. Yeah. 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 But before it was never, I mean, Team USA was put together with some of legends. I mean, the most amazing players that you can think of. And um, my former teammate now is on Team USA and she still plays at UCF. Um, but I mean, I had a throw against her and she had a home run off me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I guess that's why I'm not on Team USA. <laughs> but uh, they're, I mean, they're a hard team to beat. But to be able to do it with Puerto Rico, I think, would be um, really cool, too. Did you ear hole her the next at bat? Uh, I didn't get to redeem myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, she's she's badass. I that's mean, she awesome. was my catcher all of, or the rest of the time that I was at USF, so. Tell me about, you know, <clears throat> And I want to get into the comparison a little bit between men's men's and women's sports, just to, just on the the brink of it. But your your new softball league that you're in is that something that's I know we're at the age where you don't just play for fun. Bodies are beat up, arms are sore. You got life to live. You got you want to get ahead of yourself and start bringing in some money. Is it a thing where do you, do they give you enough to live off of on the softball side? No. Um, it Talk to is, me about it because I've had a yeah. few baseball players on that talked about like triple A, single A, double A farm system. And it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. Um, it is tough. Um, and nothing against the league. I think what they're trying to do is just grow the game of softball for it to be that. Um, but, you know, having to, I guess, go like, supposedly I'm a professional athlete, but I've never heard a professional athlete going to have 
to like get a job when they're yeah. not playing, you know, right. they just train and get ready for the next season. Right. Um, so it is kind of hard in that aspect, but what we're doing it for, at least for right now is to grow the game for it, to get there. Right. Um, but it does suck that we don't get even, you know, close to that amount of like, we could try and live off of it a little bit, right. but, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a big thing. And I think with at least our, our league, because there is another league called so athletes. You Unlimited. guys get paid hourly then? No, we get paid for the time that we're there, which is July or June to August. Oh, so that's a pretty quick season still. Mm -hmm. What is it, like 30 games, something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just about. Um, yeah, so we, there is another league though, Athletes Unlimited. Okay, I've heard you, of that one. Yeah, that one is, they they can bring in a lot more money than us right now because they like have ESPN deals and things like that. So, and there is only like a, I think they only have 60 girls that can be. It's like a limited in, thing, right? Yeah, so ours is different where it's like you have an entire team that you're with that those that entire three months, there's just like you're switched to different teams um, each week. Right. So uh, they get to bring in a little bit more money than our league does right now. But with a couple of teams that we just added, I'm hoping that we get more of that fan base and those ticket sales that like what we're striving to get. Right. So I wonder, I talked to, are you familiar with the Savannah Bananas? Yes. Okay. So I talked to, uh, Jake Gatewood about this mm -hmm. a couple of episodes ago and just kind of how it's, it's, it's essentially like a Harlem Globetrotters for, mm -hmm. for baseball. Right. Um, you see him on like TikTok. You see him on social media. Yeah. They're funny. They do look funny. They actually, they come to Fresno at the end of July. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to sell out here. Fresno yeah. would eat that up. Right. Uh -huh. But I almost wonder like at, you know, would that help grow the sport of softball if they started their girl version of Savannah Bananas type thing? Because I, I softball, I don't know if people watched the World Series this last year. Shit's entertaining. Mm -hmm. People play hard. My aunt played at Cal Poly. I used to go watch her play. It's once you're there and you're in it or you're watching it, it's good. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna throw a shot right now at women's basketball, even though I shouldn't, because I don't want to get canceled. But Women's basketball is not as entertaining as men's basketball. It's a simple fact. Mm -hmm. I think softball competes with baseball. Mm -hmm. My two cents. I think even women's soccer can compete with men's soccer. Although that last game of the World Cup was absolutely insane this year. Mm -hmm. Like there are some apples to apples. And I think between if you had to make it apples to apples, baseball and softball are the most corresponding Mm -hmm. I mean, what's your take on that? No, I think, you know, I've seen a couple of women's basketball games compared to like men. It is very different. I think it's softball. Different. It's still different. You get more of like Jocelyn Allo, for example. Do you know who she is? No, no idea. So she played in the World Series. She's the home run queen. Oh, uh, the chick from Oklahoma. Yes. Yes, I know her. So I played with her. She was on my pro team. Okay. The amount of fans that we got because of her. like, I believe it. Like she's a beast yeah. and like those are the type of girls that you see on the field now it's like just like what like holy shit like yeah. and so like even jada cody the she was my catcher i look at her and i'm like damn like 
I want to watch you all the time. Like that's how good you are. Freak athletes. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's what physical specimens is what you're seeing more in softball and just how competitive it is. Like people like football players would come to our games and they're, they're like, eh, yeah, like, and we're freaking beating Florida. And it's right. like, they're like, holy shit. And like, yeah, we're going to fucking like, we're getting after it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's what people no, like softball to see. has passion. Yeah. Especially I, I, again, I talked to Haley Dolcini on this. You, I mean, you guys get pissed off. You're screaming, yelling, you strike someone out. Yeah. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Exactly. And it's like, Shit. Then a chick gets a homer off you and she throws, yeah. You're just like, damn, man. It's a different, like. You guys are, I mean, it's it's, it's not, you're not crazy. You're just, you play the game with emotion. Yeah. You play fired up and you get to make plays. And I think that between, I think like the ball's different. The way you bat's a little different. The way you pitch is different. Everything's a little closer in to where it, I'm not. I'm not sexist saying this again. Hope I don't get canceled. But like, I think it 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 compensates for itself. Mm-hmm. Versus basketball, women's basketball is still it's still a ten foot high rim. The ball's like what one centimeter smaller or yeah. something. Like okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And basketball is different too because, I mean, let's be honest. If you're not six five, you really don't have much of a shot to play basketball in the in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You could be a five foot tall stud women's basketball player, but how many people are watching that? I don't know. Yeah. Not enough. Gianna, before we continue, I got to get an ad in real quick. This episode is brought to you in part by the American Pistachio Growers. If you want to perform like the pros, eat your pistachios. Eat those nuts, kids. Secondly, I know we mentioned it earlier. Dervos Deli. You haven't been yet. You got to try the chicken sandwich. It's absolutely astonishing. The chicken's p- cooked perfect. It's got the nice toasted bread. The aioli's on it. Crispy lettuce. Uh, Jake, what was the the pickles? Oh, I love pickles. Oh, these are this guy cuts pickles there. He's like a special pickle cutter. (laughs) Shit's paper thin. Delicious, (laughs) delicious. And our third sponsor today is the OG Fresno First Bank. Fresno First is local to Fresno and to the community, where they have a strong connection with business owners to help them grow and succeed. If you're looking for a definitive banking experience, we're going to treat you like family and take a sound business approach to what you need. Then Fresno First is where you want to be. You're, we had a, we'll get into it a little later, but you had a couple of business ideas coming up. Mm-hmm. You might need to get in contact with Fresno first. Maybe. They take care of the athletes in the Valley too. Love to hear it. Do you know what? Transitioning, you know, we kind of just dabbled off the end of it, but what's up with, you know, comparing men's and women's sports isn't necessarily something that a lot of people should do, but the World Cup recently passed us. And we were chopping it up saying how, you know, the U.S. women's soccer team is going to, they pocketed $6.5 million from the men reaching the World Cup knockout round, which all they had to do was not lose to England to do, <laughs> which is awesome. But that $6.5 million is more than they received for winning, for winning two World Cups. That is a crazy stat. That's crazy. Now, I understand that, you know, there's viewers, there's sponsorship money, there's the way the world works, I guess, in the sports world. But I would confidently say if I had to compare where women's sports is better than men's sports, our U.S. soccer teams, our women's team, shits on our men's team. Simple as that. 
Tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I'm glad they got that money. <laughs> yeah, right. Go got paid. I know. Um, that is um, crazy. That stat, I think, to know that they've gone and won it twice and didn't even get what they just got from the men's team doing what they had to do. No. And, and you know, so we were reading it over a little bit. And one of the things that I think the obvious answer is like, why? Mm-hmm. Like what, what for what? And if you're a men's team, if you're a guy on the men's team, like you're, you're playing, you should make your money. Right. I don't think it should mean that the women's team gets to keep your money. Mm-hmm. They should just get paid more too. But I guess that there was a clause where um, the United States soccer programs agreed that the women would be compensated fairly for anything the men's did successfully, which take what you want of that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. I think if you did that with like uh, the Team USA men's basketball team and the Team USA women's basketball team, I don't think it would go over as well, to be honest. Probably not. And even if you could compare like the Team USA men's baseball team and the Team USA a women's softball team. I don't know how that would be apples to apples because MLB players make more than what you're making in your softball league. Simple mm-hmm. as that. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to talk about. It is. It's- I I don't know where it's going towards. Like at what point, like as a female athlete, are you strictly like, I want to be, if he's making a million dollars, as a starting pitcher in the MLB, and I'm a starting pitcher in the softball MLB, I should make a million dollars too. Do you think that's how it should be? I do. I mean, for the most part, or at least like, I want the same like treatment. I want that facility that they have. Like, if you can't pay me enough, okay, right. but at least make it worth my while when I'm there. Right. So like, give me the treatment that I need, the workouts, the facility the locker right. room like things need the like same that. resources exactly yes yeah. um so i think that's where i'm kind of like i think the only way that we could get like a big fan base is like if they build us something close to like where um a mlb team is like right. i mean the fans are gonna go there anyway we're right down the street why wouldn't they come mm-hmm. you know uh so it is it's a touchy subject because I know there's just not enough money being put into our league the way that people have right. just invested their time into the MLB. But yeah, I mean, it's also a lot newer. I mm-hmm. mean, in the grand scheme of things, how long has the MLB been around? Over hundred years. years. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This is even the 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 between both your softball leagues. Like, how long is the oldest one? A couple years, under ten. Probably. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a long way to go. It'll get better for sure. Like mm-hmm. people care about, yeah, there's the fan experience, but most of it's TV deal stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's one of the huge things about all this conference realignment in uh, football or not football, but between, you know, USC going to the big 10 mm-hmm. and Oklahoma going to the SEC, things of that nature. It's, it's all about, it's all about money. Oh, absolutely. Like, Obviously, being from Fresno, being a Fresno State guy, having family that's involved with Fresno State, one of the big questions right now is, hey, is Fresno State going to go to a new conference? Mm -hmm. And although we are top of the Mountain West, it's not necessarily only about that. I think, I mean, I'm sure you've been to a Fresno State football game in your life. You know how Valley Children's Stadium now is. It, It could be renovated. It could be better. 
Um, I think that the Samart Center is great. I think all our diamonds are pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of upsides to a lot of our facilities, but do people want to come travel through Fresno is a thing. Do mm-hmm. we have hotels here that everyone can stay at from the away teams? It's it's not – I don't know if, if we have all that versus – I think we do. Let me put that on the record. <laughs> I think Fresno State should be in the freaking SEC. That's just my perspective. But what I'm getting at is you take a school like UNLV. Mm-hmm. Okay? They suck it. They're, they're not top tier and everything. I shouldn't say they suck because they've beat me before. But they're in Las Vegas. Their home football field is where the Raiders play. Mm-hmm. The brand new stinking stadium. That is a freaking upside mm-hmm. when it comes down to, hey, who's, who's going to go to these games? Who are people more likely to become fans of? And if you're going to go to a higher conference, you're automatically going to get start recruiting better yep. kids. That's just part of the deal. So – you know, it's about it's about chasing dollar signs, not only just about wins. I, you went to Boise State for a period of time. Mm-hmm. As much as I dislike Boise State with all my heart, passion, every ounce of my body, you got to respect them. Mm-hmm. They're a winning program. They are a winning program. And they should very well be moving wherever Fresno State's moving. They should be in a tandem. Mm-hmm. San Diego, take them for an example. San Diego State, great school. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's San Diego, one of the best places in the world. Guess what? Their football team just built a brand new stadium. They can't sell it out. Nobody wants to go. Why? Because there's better shit to do in San Diego than go watch the Aztecs play on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Simple as that. So talk to me a little bit, John, just about your entire, you know, background of why you play the game. You know, everyone... In any sport, whether you're freaking a world champ boxer, a world series winner, Super Bowl champ, professional softball player trying to go to the Olympics, everyone has their why as to those mornings when they didn't want to get their ass out of bed. They do for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to snooze the alarm. Everyone wants to say, I'm chilling. I'm quit. I'm done. I'm done, mom. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) Yeah. And there's this little angel on your shoulder that gets your ass to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. What's your why? I think it's changed um, within the past couple of months, honestly. I think since for college, it was always, you know, conference, like. Accolades and stuff Yes, like like just being able to be the best in what we're doing. And I mean, our end goal was always to get to the World Series and shit. We were damn near close. Right. We didn't run into Oklahoma. But um, that was, I think, my biggest why was like for the team and for the girl that when I was younger, I was like, gosh, I want to be them like so bad. Um, But I think it changed once I got to pros. It was more of like, yes, I still love the game and still love playing it. Like it brings me so much joy to be out there with all of these girls and um, seeing all these little girls watching us. Um, But when you get to pro, I think it's a little bit different. It's more like now it's a job. Right. In a sense. It feels like a job. Yeah. Um, so I think trying to make it not feel like that is, uh, my biggest thing, but I guess overall why would just be when I was little, I, that's all I wanted to do was like, I would watch the world series and like all the games that they were playing. And I was just like, gosh, I just want to be there. Like so bad. Like totally. I completely relate to that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you watch college football, but I was in the era where in my time of playing football, Johnny Manziel from Texas A&M, good old Johnny football was dicing up Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got this 
freaking swaggy small white boy out there just hooping. And I'm just like, this is the most electric thing on planet Earth. And then I'd go to Fresno State games and watch Derek Carr run down the ramp throwing bombs to Devontae. And this place is going absolutely berserk. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I I have to do that. Yeah. And that's all I ever wanted to do. And, you know, my, my brothers are like me too. That's all they want to do also. <laughs> so it works out. But I, I get what you mean. And it's funny how you go from wanting to be there to now there's people that there's there's eight-year-old girls that look up to you in that type of situation mm -hmm. and it's it's one of the beautiful things about kind of the valley itself too where you know you could you, there's always someone watching and you're influencing people that you have no idea you're influencing how i mean what advice would you have for the younger generation right now trying to trying to get into the college you know Obviously, they're going to play their travel team or something mm -hmm. like that. They're going to play ball out in high school. What is what's the, what's the one thing that you wish you knew going into play college softball at the Division One level? I guess the one thing that I wish I knew going in was that it's going to be like the hardest four or five years of your life, right? And you have to love it so much to the point where you're not going to like give up on it. Um, it's not an option. No. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where some people, like, they go to school, like, big schools, and then, like, within the first semester, they're like, this is so hard. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Like, yeah, it is hard. It's so hard. Like, and especially when you're at those bigger level schools and those conferences, like, it is not easy on you. It, like, you get humbled very fast. I mean, you're playing against girls that are four or five years older than you, and you're like, <clears throat> what the hell? Right. Like, yeah, so that would be my biggest advice. But I think going in or just in general is like that there's a school for everybody right. too. I think a lot of people, like that's why I went to Boise. I had offers from other places, but I went to Boise for that I wasn't just going to be a number there. Like I was going to play and make a difference. Right. You want to be a dude. Yes. Like I wanted to be that girl there. Like, yeah. and Sorry, you want to be that girl. <laughs> Yeah, but um, just make a difference with the team and the just the sport in general. Mm -hmm. And so, and then having the opportunity to go to UCF and be in that conference and do what we did there, um, that was awesome too. So, well, I mean, I like how you said it. You get humbled real quick. Everyone, I've said it on the show, everyone in high school was all league, they were the MVP of their team. They were the they were they were the dude. They were hot shit, mm -hmm. right? And then you get dropped into this pool of people who were exactly what you were <laughs> at their school in yeah. their area, right? Mm -hmm. And you get there and you know, you know nothing about it. And also you're what, 18? Mm -hmm. There's some, I guarantee you had a few pissed off girls that were 22 at some point, and Absolutely. you're coming to take their job. You're the fresh blood, you're just recruited. Oh, let's see what this guy could do. Well, meanwhile, you got the and you've been on both ends, I'm sure, where you're all freaking half crippled at this point. <laughs> Bodies beat to crap. You're stretching 45 minutes just to get ready for the warm-up. Mm -hmm. And you're busting your ass to produce for this team. And it's like, dude, like I'm not, I'm not the shiny, the new shiny toy on the block anymore. Mm -hmm. And mentally, that's where it takes some maturing, maturing how to be a pro, to be to learn. Hey, listen, shit didn't go my way today. I need to be a professional about it. Versus 18-year-old mm -hmm. you, damn, I didn't have a good day. You know, you're all, you're beating yourself up or you're thinking, ah, who gives a shit? 
there's so many ways you can go about it. And I think maturing as an athlete, really as a human being, because all sports are is is a mirror of how real life's gonna kick mm-hmm. you in the, in, the, in the face someday. You learn a lot just by failing. And again, I I know I I just when we're recording this, I just posted one of the reels I had with Dylan Lee talking about how Derek Jeter's talked about the number one advice he would give to young baseball players, which goes hand in hand with softball, learn how to fail because mm-hmm. he's a hall of famer and you know, he failed 70% of the time at least. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think that's a big thing too, especially in softball and baseball. Yeah. You will fail nine out of 10 times, but that one time that you don't is going to be like, you just hit the walk off. Right. But like you just struck out three times before that. Exactly. So I think understanding just like that it, you have to go through it if you even want to be that person to walk it off. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times a freaking home run was hit off me and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, right, right. So You got to take it to the chin though. Yeah, literally every single time. So I think that's, yeah, you get humbled fast, but you have to, you have to learn how to just bounce back. What's your emotions when you know someone's hit a bomb off you? This is me so bad to say. I fucking laugh. <laughs> I really? know. I know. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad. I, <laughs> I'm a very like, how do I put this? Like, not an I don't give a shit because I do care. I care a lot. Right. But it's more of like, <laughs> All right, what fuck. The fuck. Yeah, shit. Like, I remember every single time my catcher would come up to me and I'm like, damn, bro, she hit that far as fuck. Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, all right, that's hey, let's it. Let's get the next one. Let's get the next one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, yeah. It. I don't know why I'm like that, but I think that's the way that I can be like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, God, like, what do I do now? Like, well, I mean, I can see the contrary of that. Like, I've had times where we'll be, it'll be football. One of my old roommates used to play outside linebacker and mm-hmm. I played slot receiver. So we, in practice, because, you know, you practice against each other more than you actually play against other people, mm-hmm. which people don't understand that. <laughs> he would late, I'd catch a ball and he'd just actually declip me <laughs> and I would be laughing and be like, fuck, man, he tagged my shit just now. And he's, and we're both laughing. Uh-huh. Not because, again, not because we don't give a shit, but like, it's part of the game. I mean, yours is a little more dark, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you've had to get, you've, your discipline has grown so much, would yes. you say, from high school to now? Oh, a ton. How disciplined are you now? Very. Yeah. I even changed like my eating, like right, right. diet wise. Like I had went like pescatarian for a while. And like- Pescatarian. I kid you not. the fish one, right? Yes. I played- I mean, it was my senior year. I played the best season of my life after I did that. Yeah. And it was like, I just had to change things to where I was like, this is the year. And it was unfortunate that it's like, okay, this is your last year. And now you're barely figuring it out. But I was like, I'm not like, this is it. Like, so, and getting that extra year back, it was like, okay, you need to change some things. Mm -hmm. So, um, understanding that. And our coach was very big on like discipline was one of our core values. So, um, we would get a lot of books and assignments to do on that. And mm-hmm. so once you like learn, like start learning it, you start doing it. So, what are some of the books? Um, Champions Mind. Um, we had like our own like pitchers book. It was like the ABCs of pitching. Um, 
things like that. And then we would like have to write in our notebooks after every practice on like, what did we do good? What did we need to work on? Your coach made you do this. Yeah. But it didn't come like, it started as like, okay, like, why do we got to do this? And then it turned into like, okay, I need to like, I got to write this down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, she, the culture that she had, I think helped me so much. And that's why when I transferred, I needed that back because it was gone my sophomore year and I declined in so many areas. So having her, um, her culture back, it was like a switch just turned for me to figure it out again. One thing you kind of mentioned was, you know, that culture shift. I, I think, and you also said how it, your 18 year old self, you wish you knew how humbled you have to get and how hard it is. And I think no matter what school you go to, whether you're a five-star recruit or a freaking barely got there type of guy, you're going to get humbled some way, say some, some form, no Mm -hmm. matter what. But I think sticking it out is one of the hardest things too. And you had your transfer portal experience and it seemed like it was successful. I think the transfer portal now it's, it's saturated. I mean, there's it, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I don't know the softball industry. I know for football, there's a lot of kids going to the transfer portal right now where mm-hmm. it's like, dude, that's great. I wish you the best. And I'm not just saying Fresno State. I'm saying like any school. But think about it. Like if you have no film, if you mm-hmm. have been hurt, if you're kind of, you know, a dog with no new tricks type thing. Why would anybody pick you up? Why would they not? If you're 21 and you're this good and there's an 18-year-old that's this good, why would a team not take the 18-year-old that has four more years of eligibility? Yeah. Now, granted, if you're a guy who's you've proven yourself um, and you're 21 and you got some experience that mm-hmm. and you're not coming into a program like some you know new puppy, right? Well, then maybe I could see the advantages of that. There's there's a million scenarios I could I could come up with on that mm-hmm. one. I think I just the biggest thing is like you gotta understand like it, there is growing pains with all this, and I always thought about like how many people were there my freshman year that were on also there my senior night. I think I came in with like 32 dudes for football. I think there was like three, four, and I was probably the most under-recruited guy out of my whole senior class, realistically. <laughs> like, I stuck it out. Mm-hmm. Guys, they played three years, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, I did the college football thing. It's done. Or guys play, and they want to transfer, so they go to a JC. They don't really play at the JC. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm taking a year off. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. know how it is? I mean, it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. And as an athlete, what's the number one thing you don't want to do? Stop playing sports. Right. Football's hard because... There is no church league freaking tackle football. Mm-hmm. I might start playing softball. I might I might <laughs> play freaking hit some deers. slow pitch is big. Slow pitch is people huge. are insane. <laughs> I know a guy who tore his ACL like a couple weeks ago from slow pitch. Oh yeah, not worth it to me. But the, our sponsor is huge on slow pitch. Really huge, and I'm like, it's really this big. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> what did you you know? What would you say then is the number one thing going for the sport of softball, how it can change? What what's what's your what's your last like, hey, this is what we need and we will go to the moon with it type thing? 
Like college-wise or? I don't know. Just a sport in general. I had Haley Dulcini on here. We talked about it. And she thinks that the World Series this year had so many TV viewers. People have such a good time to where it's helping the sport grow itself. Mm-hmm. And I agree with her. But like, do is the youth softball programs, are they good enough? Could they be better? Does it just depend on where you live and how your city is on their team? Is there enough opportunities? Do they need to, you know, everybody wants to be a professional athlete because we see them on TV, we see them on Instagram, we see them in all these platforms, and it's just badass to be mm-hmm. a pro. Is it, quote unquote, just badass to be a pro enough to pursue softball long term? I mean, the way that our world is now, I would think that when, if I was younger, if I was like, if I was high school me right now and I saw the professional league now, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to go play. Right. It was hard for me being younger. There was only, they had the NPF and that got shut down so fast. And it was like, it was like, there is nothing after college for softball. So when you see it now, it's like, oh shit, like, okay, there's a lot. And like- There's opportunities. Yes. And so seeing even Athletes Unlimited, I was like, damn, that that's cool. Like, they don't do it like how it would work in like an actual league, but it is cool. Like, they're still playing. There's tons of badass girls that people watch every single day um, from college. So I think, I don't know if there's like a one thing that is like, this is what has to happen for right. it, but- um, I don't know. I just want to see like, because people go off of college, like absolutely. you take like, so Jocelyn Allo, for example, like people are coming to the pros to watch her because they just saw her go off in college. So yeah. they want to see her now. So I think making like, don't just go to a school for their name, like go to a school, like, so you have a name too. Like yeah. those people are going to come and watch you. Then they're going to watch the team and so once you leave college and you're in the pros, like they're going to also come watch you. So it's more of like building your name too. That way people follow. Do you think that the way NIL is now, you could utilize that even more? Absolutely. How did she, she's the, okay. The only thing I know about her, she is a tank that hits <laughs> tanks. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how does she... I mean, how could she have utilized NIL? Put it that. Put that. She was the biggest superstar in softball. Mm-hmm. She was the Barry Bonds of softball. How did she become? How could she have utilized NIL? And she was at Oklahoma where there's money. Mm-hmm. I think she did a little bit when we were able, like, because my last year was when we barely started to right. get. It's to, still pretty fresh. Yeah, but I know that Oklahoma did um, more so than a lot of other teams. Really. Um, but I think she used it to her and to the team as well. Like they did a lot of deals together. Right. They're Oklahoma softball. Like, so I think it's huge. I know at UCF, they're doing a lot more with it. Um, trying to, at least with like, um, stores and places around UCF. Cause everyone like in Orlando loves UCF. So, I mean, using their name, What's, I mean, what's, would you mind sharing? What's like a dollar value on that right now? Like every girl gets a hundred bucks a month. Every girl gets a thousand bucks a month. Everyone gets $10,000 a month. I think it's like you have like, you make like three posts for them and it's like, yeah, you get like a thousand. Or like, I know my friend just did one, like she gets a thousand for just posting a video of trying out some chips or something. Really? So, yeah. I mean, 
That might be something I got to do for bringing the juice. I don't know what I could do, but like maybe if you make a real saying to buy our hats, mm-hmm. what would you value that? 50 bucks, 100 bucks? 100, probably. It just depends. Yeah. It's just weird though. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they, <and it's, laughs> I mean, it's just hard though because at the same time, like I, I'm blessed to have support from the athletes mm-hmm. who all come on the show for bringing the juice. Like I've, I haven't paid an athlete Mm-hmm. to come on the show and people are shocked they're like how much did you pay so and so to come on the show it's like that's Nothing. the boy bro what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about yeah, we, we drank beers together are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> the boy <laughs> nah I mean it's it's fun to see what the future is mm-hmm. and uh, you know Gianna we wish you well I'm about to wrap it up do you have anything else you'd like to say to bring the juice before we roll this is awesome awesome <laughs> it is awesome uh I don't want to bring up the power move that you're talking about with Jalen Johnson. I'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> I think uh, there's some big things coming to Fresno in having people like yourself being able to represent the sport of softball here is critical. And I hope that you continue to come back to the Valley and build the sport in your hometown like you're trying to do for the world. So commend you for that. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the app. Another great episode. Be sure to follow Gianna on all her social medias. Be sure we'll, we'll tag you in a bunch of shit. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, buy the hats, buy the hoodies, buy the headbands. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's absolutely crispy. I hope we have our next level of followers at that point. I don't know where we're at right now. But yeah, I know. That's so weak. We should have been on this faster. But 300 by the end of the year is the plan. This will, this, it, we'll be there. Long story short, Get your piss hot. Fire me up. Uh, If you haven't signed up for the golf tournament yet, check it out. Might be sold out by the time this drops. We'll see. And uh, bring the juice, baby.